Welcome to the 100 Master Coaches series featuring master coaches from around the world. Let's journey together on this 100 Master Coaches series with your host, Coach Mel, MCC. Cher Ree Carter Scott, the mother of coaching since 1974, was put on earth to teach people to love themselves, trust their choices and become the very best version of themselves. As a pioneer in coaching, she helps individuals decode their spiritual DNA and align themselves with their life's purpose. Now onto the show. All right, guys, welcome, welcome to the 100 Master Coaches. This is Coach Mal, and today I have a special guest. She is Sherry Carter-Scott. And wow, there's so much that I can say about her. We've had such an amazing time in the pre-show, having a yarn, having a chat. So welcome to the show, Sherry. Thank you for inviting me, Mel. I feel honored to be here with you and to be able to share between us about life in the mm. Master Coach track. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much for saying yes. Um, we'll just jump into the first question. Tell us about your coaching journey. How did it all begin for you? Well, there's a shorter version, but I'm going to tell you the longer version because you're yes, so please. special. <laughs> Thank you. First of all, when I was born, and mm. I didn't know this at the time because I didn't have that awareness as a newborn, but I was told years later um, mm. that I was a disappointment. Okay. And the reason I was a disappointment is because my parents already had two girls and they were expecting a boy. Mm. And they okay. were sure that they were going to have a little boy. Little Actually, boy, they had yeah. named me. They named me Milton. Okay. And, and when I showed up missing something important, they looked and they said, she's not a Milton. We can't name her Milton. Mm. So that's how my name Cherie came forth because my mother was scrambling going, what are we going to call this girl? Oh, what name? And she looked up in French, the name for my darling and my dearest, because she didn't mm. want me to feel like a disappointment. And so she called me Cherie which in French is <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. And I got to get that name right. I know I can mess up along the way. Forgive me. Um, no, Cherie. No <laughs> there we go. So that was, the, that was the beginning of the process. And when I was six years old, I mm. was in a very strict, very traditional girl school, Catholic girl mm. school. Mm. Um, so strict that we walked to and from classes in ranks, in okay. silent ranks. Wow. It sounds like it's 1800s, but I'm not quite that old. In any <laughs> case, um, we, the nun asked me and she said to me, um, Cherie, what would you like to be when you grow up? Mm. And I looked up at her because, you know, when you're six, everybody's taller than you are. So I looked <laughs> way up at her and I said, I'd like to be a priest. Oh. And she looked at me and in absolute horror. And she said, no, you don't. And I said, yes, I do. Mm. And she said, no, you don't. And I said, yes. And we argued back and forth a little bit. And then I thought, I'm not going to win this one. She's <laughs> much too tall. She's yeah. much too big. And she has way more authority than I do. So I said, okay. And I succumbed. And she said, mm. you can be a nun, but you cannot be a priest. <laughs> be a priest. Okay. Yeah. That was my mm. first lesson that my inner knowing and my inner truth was wrong. Mm. Very mm. important moment in life because yeah. nobody had given me the, the gender difference or the what was allowed and what wasn't allowed. Was not nobody allowed. had yeah. talked to me about that. Yeah. So here was a moment called 
what I truly want in life is not allowed. Okay, mm. note to self. A year later, I was eight, I think, or seven. None, uh, my mother asked me, she said, Cherie, what would you like to be when you grow up? And I thought, here we go again. I said, well, I'm not going to say priest, that's for sure. I learned that <laughs> lesson. So I looked at her and I thought, what's the second best option? Mm, I that's right. I want to be, I want to be an actress. And she said, no, you don't. Oh. And I thought, oh boy, uh, you know, whatever I choose is wrong. And mm. so we did a little dance called uh, Why Not and How Come? And then I looked at her and I said, one of the wise things of my life. It was what started me on my coaching journey with my first wow. powerful question. Nice. What should I want to be? What should mm -hmm. I want to be? What should and I want to be? looked at me. Ooh. Can you imagine? You know, so <laughs> my, my answers are not okay. And obviously, you know the right answer. Mm. So I'm just going to cut to the chase. And I'm going to ask you, and you're going to give me the right answer. And I'm going to stop this game. So I said, what should I want to be? And she looked at me <laughs> with all of her motherly love. And she mm. said, you should become a teacher. So if your husband dies, you can support your children. <laughs> okay. From then on, Ooh. I had my answer. And I used that answer for the next, let's say, seven, next 13 mm. years. I, whenever people said, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'd say, I want to be a teacher. teacher. So if my husband dies, I can support my children. <laughs> and they would smile and say, oh, that's so sweet. So sweet. And I knew girl. I had the right answer. That's it was right. my mother's answer. Mm. Wasn't, wasn't mine yet, but it was hers. Yeah. And then my mother died when I was 20. Oh. And I thought to myself, do I really want to be a teacher? Mm. Is that it? I got my teaching credential. I did everything properly. But then I went through a premature midlife crisis called, what am I doing here? What's the purpose of my life? And I had to really do some soul searching mm. to be able to look and see, what am I good at? What are my talents? What yeah. are my capabilities? What do I have to offer? And I started making lists because I'm a good list maker. And I meditated and I prayed and I said to God, please help me find what I'm here to do. I want to know my purpose in life and I yeah. want clear signs. I want some messages. I want you to point me in the right direction. Yep. Well, I asked for it and I started yeah. getting them. <laughs> oh, nice. I really did. I started getting okay. messages and it was a little bit, um, I'm slow sometimes. I don't always get what the message is because okay. it's right in front of me, but I'm slow to pick up on it. So I got the first message that said um, there to be a catalyst. I hardly knew what a catalyst was. Wow. So I knew it was a message because I didn't use that word. There to be a catalyst. It's a cat I had to look it up in the dictionary, find out what a catalyst was. Well, sounds good. Okay. And then two weeks later, I had the next message and it said, um, you're to work in growth and development. Mm. Oh, I like that. But in what medium? Is it mm. physical, emotional, interpersonal? You know, what kind of growth and development is very broad. Yeah, so, yep. oh, well, okay. And then two weeks later, the next message came and it said, you have a gift for working with people. Mm. So I said, okay, so I work with people as a catalyst in their growth and development. Am I supposed to put that on a business card? <laughs> I'm a catalyst who works with people. And I thought, I asked for messages and this is what I got. Catalyst, working with people in their growth and development. Now that's not fair. That's not a job description. What do I do with that? So 
I was kind of a little angry at God for a while because I thought I was going to be delivered. You know, I don't know if it was tablets on a mountain or job description, <laughs> my, you know, mailbox, but I was going to have something that was deployable that I mm. could immediately say, yeah. Yeah. And then I had a friend call, call me on the phone and he said, Hey, Cherie, would you help me with my business? I said, I'm trying to figure out the purpose of my life, but thank you for calling. He called again. He said, I'm really serious about you helping me with my business. Mm. I said, look, Lloyd, I don't know anything about business. I really don't. I know nothing about it whatsoever. And I told you, I'm, I'm looking for my purpose. I said, okay. A couple of weeks later, he called me again. I said, look, why are you calling me? I've already <laughs> told you. I, I know nothing about business. I'm looking for the purpose of my life. And I know there are people who do what you're looking for for a living. I mean, they're business consultants and they're people who you know, really help people. I, I don't know how I could help you. Why are you calling me? By the way, he said, well, there's just one real reason. And I said, what's that? And he said, I trust you. Wow, that's nice. I said, yeah, it was. And I said, well, I mean, you trust me, but I don't know anything. And he said, that could be very helpful. Wow. And that I listened beautiful. and I said, you want to pay me your hard-earned money being fully aware that I don't know anything. Is that what I'm understanding? <laughs> he said, he said, yes, that's correct. And I said, well, then I accept. He <laughs> was my wow. very first client. Wow. Congratulations. So I went into his, I went into his office Amazing. and I asked people and I poked around and all of a sudden, the fifth day, we met outside the office, and I took lots of notes and talked to people and looked at flow and systems and procedures, which I'm pretty observant. Mm. And then the last day, we met outside the office, and he said, what'd you see? What'd you notice? What happened? I said, before I tell you any of my observations, I need to know what it is that you want. And he said, mm. what I want? And I said, well, you called me, didn't you? Three times. He said, yeah. And I said, then any of my observations don't have a context. And we need context to be mm. able to see what you want so that whatever I saw, observed, or noticed would be valuable to you yeah. and not just random. Very nice. Well, he looked at me as if, okay, let's explore this together because I don't really know what I want. And he came up with two different visions, Mel. One was he wanted a multinational company back in the 70s. And I said, <laughs> okay, okay, We're, you know, it's vision. And then he said, but I'd also like a family run business where we all pitch in together and it's closely mm. knit and we work together. And I said, but they sound like two different visions. He said, they do, don't they? I said, what you need to do at this moment is make a choice. And that choice is going to align your energies and your direction and all of the choices that you make behind mm. that one significant choice about yeah. your vision. And he got so excited with the conversation that we were having that he left my office with this shiny look on his face like, oh boy, this is cool. And he went out into the world and he started telling people about his friend who asked the great questions. Yeah. And the phone started to ring. And now I didn't know what to do because I felt a little <laughs> bit em embarrassed because I didn't really have a subject matter that I was uh, a, mm. a professional expertise, subject matter expert. And anyway, people started calling and I said, look, I'll help you find your own answers, but I'm not going to advise you or suggest or, 
or mentor you or do anything having to do with, I don't know what's best for you, but you do. And I'll help you find those answers, I promise. <clears throat> they lined up around the block. It was really wild. And I couldn't understand really what was happening. All I knew is that I was telling the truth and people didn't care that I didn't have an area of expertise. Oh, wow. I, I hear so many things that you're sharing. Um, one of it that I align so much because it is the uh, name of my company, um, Catalyst. Um, <laughs> and then it's this amazing gift that, that's within you and you, you found that along the way. Um, Cherie, tell us um, your first five years. You know, this obviously grew, right, into something. Amazing. Yeah. Tell us about Amazing. that that journey. Well, for the first seven years, actually, everything okay. doubled every year. Wow. The, um, the staff doubled. The revenue well, doubled from one to two in the beginning, but it doubled every year. It's like staff, revenues, office space, programs, everything kept doubling. And people kept showing up saying, you know, you're doing something really interesting because you're the buzz. And I thought to myself, <laughs> but I'm just asking questions. I'm just asking questions and people are discovering. It's, it's not that hard. And so then a, a dear friend said, can I watch? And I said, <laughs> I don't know. I have to ask. So I asked my client and, and Monty said, yeah, sure. It's fine. No problem. Kind of like these days. Can I record? You know, mm, sure, no problem. Yeah. So I I asked and he said yes. And then she sat in the corner of the room with her with her um clipboard. Mm. Those are the old days. That's how we did yeah. it, clipboards. Yeah. And she said, um, she sat there quietly, didn't say a word to anybody. But Kathy was older than I was and she had more psychological experience and training, et cetera, which I just didn't I didn't have that much. And so after the session, of course, he left with that enthusiasm excitement and the glow you know he yeah. had a glow and that was how i could tell people would say to me how do you know it works and i said yeah. because of the glow people get the mm. glow and i know so he left and she said well it's amazing i said what's amazing she said what you did i said what i do she said well i'll tell you what you did i said well start come on i'm listening she said well here's the list she said first of all you created a very safe environment mm. i said okay she said the client could say anything to you and it was totally safe and and they really trusted you and i said ah there's that word again trust mm. and i said what else did i do she said you asked open-ended questions you suspended judgment you allowed the client to imagine and to go into fantasy and to picture their ideal situation you allowed them to leapfrog over the problem <laughs> and to envision their ideal way of being she said it was so cool watching you do this thing and i said yeah, but anybody can do that, right? And she looked at me and she said, uh, maybe, but you're the first person I've ever seen do this thing. Mm. And I said, so what, what do you mean by that? And she said, you connected a lot of dots mm. that I've never seen connected before. And a lot of it has to do with your not knowing what's best for the client, that kind of mindset. I don't even know if yeah. they use that word back then. Yeah. Mindset and your ability to um, allow them to partner with you in such a way that they would discover, uncover their truth. And she said, it was really remarkable watching it. And I said, really? <laughs> and she said, yes. And then she said something really interesting to me. She said, I, Kathy, 
was born with a gift. And I said, what is it? She said, I can hear a piece of music, sit down at the piano and play it. Mm. But I just observed your gift. And I said, oh, what is it? And she said, you have the capacity to pull forth someone's inner truth. Mm. And you do it so gracefully. It's remarkable to watch how you can extract that from them without them hardly even knowing through your capacity to listen, to restate what you heard, to be able to connect their dots and to be able mm. to frame it for them. Mm. She said, it's, it's beautiful, the process. And I said, you really think so? She said, I know so. Mm. I saw it. And it, it, it's amazing. And I thought, well, gosh, I have something to offer. Absolutely. Isn't that great? I, I'm the <laughs> woman who asks the great questions. And that's how I was identified in the early days in San Francisco when we didn't know what to call it. Mm, mm. And, and Cherie, at that point of time, um, I'm reckoning that there was no ICF. There were no core competencies. There were no schools probably teaching you the skill sets of coaching. Wow, this was like the, uh, sorry to say this, Wild Wild West at that point of time. So what happened after that? Tell, tell us how did that come about okay. together? So I was a little nervous. Yeah because I didn't know if I, would, if I could hurt people doing this. And I really, the last thing I wanted to do is to hurt anybody because yeah, part good. of the essence of who I am is service and support. And so I went to see a friend of mine in Berkeley who was a psychiatrist. And I said to mm. him, I said, I have some important questions I have to ask you because I really don't want to hurt people. And he said, well, yeah. go ahead. And um, I said, Bob, um, I'm asking people questions. Can I hurt them? And he said, I don't think so. And I said, he said, well, are you not giving advice? And I said, no, <laughs> I don't have any advice to give. And he said, yeah. you're not telling people what to do. And I said, no, I wouldn't have a clue. And he said, and you're not prescribing anything for them. And I said, yeah. absolutely not. And he said, then you're fine. Keep doing what you're doing and don't stop. <laughs> and I got amazing. the seal of approval. <laughs> and I go. thought, I'm safe. I'm okay. Bob said I was safe. He's a psychiatrist. I've got the seal of approval forward. Boom. That's how it is. That's fantastic. Yeah. And I don't know where to go with this because, you know, I read your bio and you've got the oldest running school, teaching people coaching. Um, you, you have 40 plus years, 46, of coaching. <laughs> and... And you're just full of energy. It's just so amazing. Can, can I say that? Um, and this whole thing, as, as you have said, is like how you uncovered your gift of uncovering truth. And that's so, so beautiful. And you're on my call today. So it's such a privilege to have you here. I'm going to jump on in and ask you the third question. Mm -hmm. um, the brave one. What is the bravest thing you have done as a coach? Well, first of all, there are a lot of brave things that I've done because I believe that we as coaches lead the way. We have to lead yeah. by example. Absolutely. So we can't expect our clients to take these uncomfortable steps and stretch out of their comfort zone and yeah. do things they've never done before if we're not doing it. So there are, there's a whole long Say list. It of loud. Say it loud. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think one of the scariest and biggest things 
for me was going on the Oprah show the first time. <laughs> and um, I was I was so nervous and so scared because um, I thought, well, what if they asked me, what's your training? What's your background? What's your, I mean, what gives you the right? And who do you mm. think you are? And, you know, you're not a psychologist or a psychiatrist or this, that, and the other thing. I thought, oh gosh, here we are. Are they going to interrogate me about, you know, how I, how I get to do what I do and, and, and what gives me the right? And I was really, really scared. And I had to trust myself that um, this was and is my purpose in life. It's my path. It's God-given, and um, mm. and they never asked those questions, so I was home wow. free. I was like, "Thank you, thank you, thank you." I really appreciate those questions <laughs> not being, you know, the Spanish Inquisition and being burned at the stake. You know, it's like, ah, phew. <laughs> and so um, you've been on the Oprah show more than once. Are you saying that? That's wow. Right. wow! 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 Um, and, and just this week, actually, the podcast from If Life is a Game, These Are the Rules, was just released on Apple. And mm. Apple Podcasts has Oprah and me interacting. So that was a, a very exciting moment on the, the last show I was on. So very cool. I was very blessed, oh, wow. again, very wow. blessed that, that the universe said she's worked hard enough. She's put in enough time. She's suffered enough challenges in life. Give her a break. <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, you've got to give me that line. Um, and I'm going to put that in onto the, the comment box, you know, and we're going to make sure that everybody watches this Apple podcast. Oh, you know, cool. this is fantastic. Over that four decades plus, I'm just going to ask you for three key insights. Mm-hmm. So it, to me, if we're talking coaching, it's the three C's. Mm. And those three, th three C's, it's hard to say, three C's start with curiosity. Curiosity. And if you're not curious, you don't have that not knowing mindset. You might mm. have a mindset of, I have to steer them in a direction. And as the saying goes, if you know where the session's going, you're mm. not coaching. That's because right. you have to be, that curiosity allows you to hold and embrace that creative yeah. void. And that creative void is the partnership that we hold together to allow the energy and the truth to emerge. So curiosity is number one, first and foremost. Anybody who wants to go into the coaching field has to be curious about the person they're talking to. Yeah. Second one, number two, you ready for number two? Oh, I'm ready. What's the next C? <laughs> next C next C is compassion. compassion. And compassion goes hand in hand with the ICF core competency called yeah. empathy. Mm -hmm. And compassion is when you open your heart to mm. be able to allow someone to feel that trust and safety that we have in our coaching sessions so yeah. that they feel enveloped in your heart energy, that there's nothing you can do wrong. There's nothing you can say wrong. There's nothing in the world that is going to take away my unconditional positive regard. So that's that sea of compassion. Mm, thank you. Curiosity, compassion. Oh, I can't wait. What is the third C? <laughs> it's courage. It's courage to ask the tough questions. It's the courage to be able to pave the way, to ask permission 
may I ask a sensitive question that you don't have to answer if yeah. you don't want to, but I really yeah. want to ask it. And yeah. let me let me ask this question because it's the one I probably shouldn't ask, but it's the one that's on the tip of my tongue and it keeps surfacing and <laughs> popping up in my mind. And I have to ask it. I apologize in advance, but remember, you don't have to answer it. And so it's the courage <laughs> to ask the question that's emanating from your mm -hmm. intuition, from your messages that you dare not ask, but yeah. it's the one often that is the key to unlock that door of truth. Oh, lovely. Courage, compassion, and of course, to begin all with curiosity. Sheree, if you had a chance to do it all over again, would you do anything differently? Okay, so one of my tragic flaws is that I'm not a great marketer. And, you know, I, I, it's just true. I, um, I've been blessed. I've been blessed so many times in so many ways with opportunities like the Oprah Show, et cetera, yeah. that have given unbelievable blessings. Mm. But I, I probably would have studied or learned more or actually apprenticed or been mentored by somebody who was a real marketing person. Because okay. to me, you, you remember how I marketed myself initially? I don't know anything. Yeah. I'm looking for my life's purpose. I'm probably not yeah. the right person. Find somebody else. I'm not <laughs> a great marketer. And I, I've always tried to dissuade people from choosing me because I thought there's somebody better out there who can do a better job for you. And I want you to get what you want. And if I'm not going to do it, I want you to have the right person. And so that you can call it insecurity or you can call it humility. Either way, mm. it was wanting a person to have their needs and their wants met and exceeded by mm. whoever it was. And so, mm. so my journey was very often dissuading people. You know, it's like, I remember my conversation with my father when he said to me, well, what are you up to? I said, well, I'm starting a company. He said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm helping people find their own answers that they have inside them, but they don't remember or they don't know that they have them. So I'm uh -huh. asking them questions to help them connect with their own answers. And his mark to me was, it will never work. People need to be told something told. different. Yeah. It will never work. And I thought, oh, okay, but this is my message. I have to do this. Maybe I'll fail. Maybe it won't work out, but I have to do this. Yeah. I have to help people find their answers. And he said, well, you know what you should do? You should write a book. You should go back to school. You should get more advanced degrees. You should have a following. You should have some models. You should have, and he gave me my life's to-do list, literally. Mm -hmm. And I said, gosh, this is a great to-do list, but I'm not going to stop what I'm doing now to do that. I'm just going to do that on the road along with helping people find their truth. Mm, mm, mm. And, and, and we know that sometimes, you know, for the love of fathers and mothers and all of our wonderful friends, they often would come in at the right time and sometimes not so <laughs> and just blurt out what's in their heart, right? What's the best thing for us to be doing? And, and you and I know, obviously, that's not of the coaching way anyway. And No, no. Yeah. And to me, that's a hard line to walk because marketing is a little bit of, I'm the best, I'm the greatest, I'm, I'm, you should sign, you know, sign up with me, whatever. And coaching requires 
a real interesting mm. combination between mm. groundedness in who yeah. you are with the humility of not knowing for another. 40 plus years and many more to go because you've got that gift allowing those wonderful coaches and people that you will touch to unwrap that gift for themselves. And, and so this, this question is okay. the future. Mm. In your mind's eye, what do you think the future of coaching will look like? I believe that coaching is an idea whose time has come. It's enough of people knowing and telling and infantilizing and disempowering other people with their knowledge wow. and their expertise and their uh, know-it-all. Coaching is the future. It's the empowerment of the individual to be able to connect with their spiritual DNA at the deepest wow. level and to be able to know their life's purpose and to be able to lay it out and follow it. That doesn't mean they won't have lessons to learn along the way. It means that they've connected with their ultimate destiny and why they're here on this earth. And I believe coaching is only going to expand and multiply beyond our wildest dreams. Because hmm. remember, back in San Francisco when I was the only one coaching, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was lonely. At times it was um, head scratching. You know, it's kind of like yeah. my clients yeah. came to me and said, can you teach me how to do what you're doing? I thought, can I? I teach this? I hardly know what I'm doing. So that's when Kathy and Carol and Lenny all sat down with me and said, let's dissect what you're doing. That's how we <laughs> came up with our original four core competencies. Wow. And so our first, our first coach train, I was tutoring people individually saying, is this teachable? Can we teach people how to do this? Cause it's a lot of different capabilities put together. Yeah. And so we had this testing with individuals and then after the beta testing seemed to evolve, then we created it into a curriculum that we then, and then people just signed up. And it was like our first coach training, we had 18 people in it. Like, oh mm. my, look at them all. I hope, I hope I'm given the guidance to be able to equip them to be the very best coaches after me, because I need people to coach me. Mm. <laughs> that is so amazing. And, oh, wow. And since then, you have had how many cohorts, if I may ask? <laughs> Something like, a, somebody asked me to count this because we're, we're starting to do programs in China um, in November. Okay. China time zone. I'm not saying in China, but virtually in the mm. China time zone, focused specifically on the Chinese executives. And so he said, just how many have you done? And I had to go back and count. 150. Wow. And, and part of me, you know, the perfectionist like you says <laughs> only 150. I mean, all those years, but in the very early days, you know, we, we didn't know exactly what we were doing. We just knew that we were training people to mm. be able to be rather than do, yeah. to be able to connect rather than think, to be able to be present rather than, fixing, changing, or advising. And we mm. knew that this was a different way of being. Mm. And so you know, each time we would complete a training, we'd kind of look at each other and say, did it work? We think it worked, <laughs> you know? And so it was really exciting because here we are, 1974, 
21 years before ICF came into existence. Mm. 21 years before. So when ICF (laughs) was born, I was in a cross between, oh boy, there are other people (laughs) like me. Yeah. So excited. And the other one was, you know, people at ICF were like, well, who are you? (laughs) Well, I've been around a long time. Well, we haven't heard of you. Well, I'm the world's best kept secret. That's why. <laughs> so, and so it was a little bit of a struggle. Like, you know, I've been around 21 years longer than ICF. That's so arrogant, Cherie. Coaching is not about arrogance. Coaching is about humility. Took me a while, but I finally, with the help of my mentor, Katrina Burris from Switzerland. She was the very first ICF coach in Switzerland and MCC mm. too. I hope you'll, yeah. you'll interview her. She's brilliant and beautiful Thank you. and Thank you. very gifted. So Katrina says to me, wow. we're in Geneva at her home. And she said, you need to join ICF. Oh, Katrina, do I have to? <laughs> yes, you have to. But Katrina, I've been doing this for so long. Cherie, listen to me. Okay. Because we went to the same graduate school. She said, ICF is the future. ICF gives this industry credibility, mm. legitimacy. It's important. Mm. The code of ethics. I'm telling you, you need to do this. <laughs> okay, yes, I, uh, ma'am. I, yeah. When, when somebody looks at me that I trust and believe and respect and they laser me like that, whew, I get shivers <laughs> and I say, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And I did it. And I'm so glad you did. Um, because it shows the person you are. Um, and you didn't just do it for yourself. Can I say that? You did it for all of us. You didn't have to. The fact that you chose to, um, tells me a lot about you. So thank you. Well, I believed that where I was coming from, ego and arrogance was not appropriate. It's not what coaching is about. And I thought to myself, if I'm going to be an example of a yeah. really good, great possible coach, yeah. I need to surrender. I need to find out my humility and I need to allow myself to be humbled in the presence of ICF and learn what I can and stop with this arrogant behavior. It's just completely inappropriate. And that's what actually guided my actions for the future of the coaches that I would train, they needed to be ushered into the ICF world. Absolutely. Shuri, uh, your master wisdom, what would you like to leave behind for the budding coaches listening to this call? Every person is born with physical DNA. We know that for decades, it's not new news. Mm -hmm. But my belief is that as we're born with physical DNA, we're also born with spiritual DNA. And that's part of the challenge of a coach is to help the individual connect with who they are at the Mm -hmm. deepest level, their spiritual Mm -hmm. DNA, and to align themselves with their destiny, their path, with where they are to contribute what they have to offer Mm. for today's world and generations to come. And I believe that that's a special gift that we have as coaches 
is to be able to help people birth mm. their reality in the form of their spiritual DNA so that they can get on with why they're here and move yeah. out of the confusion, doubt, uncertainty, yeah. and fear. Yeah, yeah. Get out the cycle. Get out of that um, self-doubt. Um, and, and linking back to the stories you were, you were sharing in the start about how many people in our lives and in your life have said certain things and said certain things that you could not, should not do. And this is just beautiful you saying that because that is truly what the coach is called to do. And yeah. he... Um, Sheree, final question already. Oh my gosh, I wish that this could go on and on because it's just such a pleasure to have you here just sharing your heart. Um, the powerful question, right? We often ask those questions. What would be your powerful question that you want to share with the audience today? What I like to say to people in a very quiet tone is let's just imagine that it's just you and me and I'm never going to tell anybody out of confidentiality anything you said right now. Yeah. But if you were to tell me your deepest secret inside yourself that mm. you've never told anybody else, that is the thing that you never ever share about your life, and about mm. your feeling, about why you're here. Would you be willing to share that with me? Mm. Wow, that is so beautiful. This is a time where we're going to say, please let us know how we can connect with you. So give us a couple of handles, your, your social media, your website the programs, please share with us. Okay. Website personal is drsheree.com. That's D-R-C-H-E-R-I-E.com. Drsheree.com. Very easy. If you forget that, you can probably <laughs> go back to Oprah. She said something about it's a little book with a powerful message. If life is a game, these are the rules. It was mm. one of her absolute favorites. And she said, we need this in every home in America. And I thought, wow. thank you, God. Okay, so uh, my organization, truly, my organization oh my is, I know it's an oh my gosh, a big oh my gosh. And I told you, it's like if I go back and learn marketing, but boy, that was in a moment. Um, MMS, like Mary Mary Sam, mmsinstitute.com is our company website that has our list of trainings that are happening around the world in various time zones. The short one, the ACSTH, people who want 60 hours, the long yeah. one, that's ACTP for people who want 125 plus hours, people yeah. who want to go from ACC to PCC, people who want CC credits, anything <laughs> they want that relates to coaching <laughs> and empowering them yeah. to be the very best version of themselves showing up to help the person they're coaching become the best version anything they want we're here to serve and support that's our spiritual dna and we're here to help everyone who has that calling and you said it who has that calling to become a coach yeah. to listen yeah. and trust it and take the next step 
Fantastic. And with that, you know, Cherie, I say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Um, in Malaysia, we say terima kasih, which means receive my love. <laughs> and uh, in Australia, we say... Good day, mate. <laughs> no, good day. It's just good day. But, you know, we say thank you. Thank you. There's just... Not enough thank yous that I can say to you for this wonderful time. It's just a little too short. So the last thing I wanted to comment on, which is yeah. about the spiritual DNA, is that priest, actress, teacher. Mm. In fact, that's who I am. So it is a spiritual DNA that I mm. knew when I was six. Wow. And my mother was right, too, because I am mm. a teacher. Yes. So all those things come together. And when I teach, people feel entertained and they laugh and cry at the same time because they're being touched in their heart. So mm. I want to say to you, Mel, thank you for doing what thank you're you. doing. Thank you for having me on your program. Thank you for making the world embrace and love coaching more and more. I really salute you for the work that you're doing that make it possible for people to thank understand you. coaching and to connect with more and more coaches who are doing great work. So thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you so much. And with that, I say, catch you on the next 100 Master Coaches. This is Coach Mal signing off with Cherie, the one and only. Give it up. <laughs> See you. you, catch you later. Bye. Bye. You have been watching the 100 Master Coaches series with your host, Coach Mel, MCC. Brought to you by Catalyst Coach. www.catalystcoach.live We will be right back with our next Master Coach on the 100 Master Coaches series.